0: a long drive you've picked up a hitchhiker and you're trying to figure out how to pass the time well that's where impractical info comes in handy most people don't recommend picking up hitchhikers but you never know and you've got a long drive ahead of you what are you going to talk about well if you're like me and you have trouble with small talk I'm full of useless information that you can bring up in those types of situations. So today, we're going to talk about celery vases. First time I heard about a celery vase was actually on another podcast called And That's Why We Drink, one of my faves. And if you know that podcast, they tend to go on tangents. And this was sort of one of their smaller tangents, which I really kind of got into and then decided to do a little bit of a deeper dive. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So celery vases are pretty much what you imagine. It is a vase for celery, and they were prized centerpieces on every wealthy person's dining table in and around the Victorian era. So let's jump in. So as I said at the top of the podcast, celery vases were prized centerpieces that could be found on most wealthy people's dining tables In the Victorian era. Celery, some of us love it, some of us hate it. I think the grossest thing involving celery was ants on a log, which is a preschool treat. And if you could see me, I'm doing air quotes because it was a stick of celery with peanut butter in the groove and then raisins put on top, like they're the ants on the log. Yuck literally the grossest thing in the entire world like what a disgusting combo if you grew up in canada you grew up maybe in the states i don't know if ants on a log were a thing then or there but gross anyways back to the celery vase in the 19th century celery vases were all the rage especially in the home of the wealthy in fact they were a status symbol so why was celery so sought after like so much so that they'd even have a special receptacle for it? Well, part of that has to do with the history of celery. Wild celery is native to the Mediterranean. Growers didn't actually start cultivating it in eastern England wetlands until about the 1800s. Since celery doesn't grow easily, that's what made it such a luxury, right? Like, the harder it is to grow, the less of it there is, And then, of course, that makes it more enticing to, like, upper and emerging middle classes in the Victorian era. It's the same as any sort of commodity today, whether it's gold or certain gemstones, you know, the scarcity um, or the difficulty in which it is to get. All of those things is what, you know, make these things so enticing. And, you know, that's how they become luxury items. Those who succeeded in growing or even obtaining celery wanted to show it off. that's where the celery vase comes in. Celery vases are a type of glass tableware. They would be used as centerpieces. Some houses also even had celery dishes. So not just celery vases but there was these special celery dishes that they would serve cooked versions that wouldn't hold their shape right? Because the celery vase, you can imagine like the hard sticks of celery standing up in it, but if you boil celery, it becomes even grosser and mush. So they have a celery plate. And the only thing I can think of that would be worse than raw celery is plain cooked celery, just like flaccid sitting on a plate. Well, anyways, back to the vases. So these vases were quite fancy. They were usually made of blown glass. Some even had the name of the owners on the bottom of them. Uh, This was a really popular gift for the newlyweds, so don't forget to put that on your registry. There were even famous designs on the glass of celery vases. So one of the patterns that was the most common is like, it was called daisy and button pattern and it's kind of this like if you can imagine it's kind of a mix of like these flower shapes and dots that we see in like sometimes like in other like crystal vases or like maybe old-timey cups Uh, and that's basically it but yeah there were a few different types of patterns some had like bubbles and some had flower shapes or or diamond shapes but they, they were very decorative really beautiful glass pieces So we're talking about the Victorian era, and we're talking about celery vases in England, but celery vases were also advertised in the U.S. as early as 1801. Uh, They were even promoted in etiquette manuals. And a quick side note, an etiquette manual were manuals that taught people how to behave in social situations, you know, from everything from posture to which cutlery to use for which meals, so on and so forth. So celery vases were even a part of those manuals expecting that people would be using them in their day-to-day lives, perhaps, you know, the etiquette of how to set a table. Um, They were advertising it as a nice way to display celery, and then they were also saying that you would eat it during the salad course. However, at the height of celery's rarity and popularity, some people wouldn't even eat the celery. Like, it was literally just there for decoration. So now you might be asking, What is the difference between a celery vase and, I don't know, a regular flower vase? Well, there's one way you can tell the difference between a celery vase and a regular flower vase is that flower vases might actually narrow at the top, whereas celery vases have straight sides because the point is to hold the celery upright it would be harder to f- sort of fit the celery in if it narrowed at the the top so that's why the sides are usually much straighter also they're usually about six to nine inches tall it's like 15 to 23 centimeters um that's not really like a defining point in terms of like the difference between because there are flower vases that are smaller but if you see a, f- a finely decorated glass vase that has straight sides and is about six to nine inches tall, chances are that's actually a celery vase and not just like a normal flower vase. As with all luxury items, at some point manufacturers started to mass produce celery vases, which is sort of what brought the popularity of them to an end which obviously was combined with the advances in agriculture which made growing and harvesting celery a lot easier and not just easier but also the ability to grow and harvest celery in in more places so with the ability to grow celery becoming much easier um, and then manufacturers mass producing these vases Obviously, popularity of the celery base starts to decline and it's not like people stopped eating celery. Uh, because it was no longer luxury but they started using these like low long and narrow dishes instead rather than making them like a focal point um, on their tables so celery still was a very much a part of people's diets it was still we mentioned like it was still part of you know like the salad course of a meal but um but in terms of how prominent it was on your set table was had declined quite a bit um, it wasn't a focal point anymore, and now a dish, uh, a flat dish. It was long and narrow, and low was good enough. So that's it for celery vases. I would love to know what you think. I want to know: is there anything I missed about celery vases? I tried to find as much information as I could. You can check out the sources on uh, Patreon.com/slash impractical info i mean you can also leave comments there i would love to hear is there anything else that's super weird that people had as focal points on on you know fancy dinner tables that we no longer use anymore don't like i've been to so many antique shops antique stores antique markets and i don't think i've ever recognized a celery vase before this and i have a feeling now like I'll probably notice them more. Probably would have just assumed it was a normal flower vase. But yeah, I would just love to know. Like, you know, have you seen a celery vase? Have you seen a celery vase used as a celery vase? So hit me up on Patreon.com/slash impractical info Uh, you can become a patron there if you want as well but most importantly it's your comments that I'm after if you have any ideas for topics that we can talk about for when we're in awkward social situations and we need something to discuss other than the weather you can also email me at impracticalinfopod at gmail.com see ya (laughs)